0: In 1975, writer Doug Mensch and artist Don Perlin, in need of a villain powerful enough to subdue and capture a werewolf, created a throwaway character they called the Moon Knight. 47 years later, Moon Knight has become the avatar of an Egyptian moon god, the fist of Khonshu, a hero who punishes evil despite battling with dissociative identity disorder and the star of his own self-titled six-episode miniseries on Disney+, Plus, set smack dab in the middle of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What follows is the first part in a multi-part series of episodes in which I look at the publishing history of Moon Knight in Marvel Comics to see how the character went from a minor villain in a book about a werewolf to the complex, multifaceted hero we know today. Boys and girls, your attention please Presenting a new exciting radio program Featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Just Another Fanboy The podcast that's under doctor's orders to eat as much eggs and bacon as it darn well pleases. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and I've always lived my comics reading life under the assumption that I knew everything there was to know about Moon Knight. But then I started watching the TV show on Disney Plus and realized that actually I don't know Jack or Jake. Mark? Steven, I'm Steven. All right, we aren't even 10 minutes in yet, and I've already confused myself. What I'm trying to say here, folks, is that despite the fact that I've always been rather fond of Moon Knight, I've recently learned that I really don't know much about the character, which, when you look at the fact that there have been over 200 Moon Knight books published, and you take into account that I've read maybe, I don't know, 5% of those, then my ignorance begins to make a bit of sense. But really, what's to know? Mark Spector, mercenary, killed by another mercenary while on a job in Egypt. He's then brought back to life by the Egyptian moon god Khonshu to punish evil in Khonshu's name, to become, in other words, the fist of Khonshu. A guy who, when he gets back to America, creates two additional identities for himself, such as Stephen Grant a businessman who parlays all of Mark's mercenary money into legitimate businesses to fund the Moon Knight's war on crime, and Jake Lockley, the cab driver that keeps his ear to the ground to get all the dirt on all the dirty dealings on all the dirty streets. I mean, what else is there? It's all costume crime fighting 101 with a bit of a twist, right? Well, not really. See, once I started watching the show, I began to do a bit of digging on the character, and I discovered a few things. For example, from 1980 to today, did you know that there have been nine different Moon Knight titles published? That means books just called Moon Knight. Nine of them. Volume one ran for 38 issues starting in 1980. Volume two landed in 1985, and ran for just six issues. Volume three was a four issue mini, and that was in 1998. Volume four was another four issue mini series, this time in 1999. Volume five began in 2006 and it ran for 30 issues. Volume six was from 2011 and it ran for 12 issues. Volume seven came along in 2014 and ended After 17 issues, Volume 8 dropped in 2016 and it made it to 27 issues and actually has the honor of converting to legacy numbering when Issue 15 became Issue 188. And then Volume 9 launched in 2021 and it's currently ongoing. But wait, that's not all. We also have 60 issues of Mark Spector Moon Knight from 1989 to 1994, and 10 issues of Vengeance of Moon Knight in 2009. That's not to mention all of his appearances in the 70s before any of his solo series even started. And I think there's another one going on right now that's called Black, White, and Red, or something like that, I don't know. There's a lot of Moon Knight out there, and guess what? Thanks to a few Marvel epic collections, and the Marvel Unlimited app, I'm gonna try and read all of them, which, you know, that's why we're all here. And of course, I started as most of us do at the beginning, which is what I'm gonna be talking about today. And that's Moon Knight's first appearance all the way back in 1975 in Werewolf by Night number 32, a tale that continues in Werewolf by Night number 33. So I'm gonna talk about both of those in this episode. Issue number 32 was published on May 27th, 1975. It was written by Doug Minch with pencils by Don Perlin. Howie Perlin was on inks. Phil Rachelson was the colorist. And the letters were done by Ray Holloway. Issue number 33 was published on June 24th, 1975. And it had the same creative team, except George Russos was on colors and the letters were done by Deborah James. Now, I'm not going to go over every detail of both of these books. I'm going to stick primarily to the main story in which Moon Knight is involved. There's kind of a side story, a couple of different side stories going on that really deal more with the main title, Werewolf by Night, and I'm not going to talk about any of that. All you really need to know about Werewolf by Night to, to really understand what's going on here is that there's this guy in California, his name is Jack Russell, which, haha, ha, that's kind of funny, because he turns into a werewolf, and there's a breed of dog out there called a Jack Russell Terrier, so, whoo-hoo, somebody was really working their, their clever bone when they came up with that idea, but he's, like, he's a young guy, and he is cursed, to turn into a werewolf. I think it's just 3 nights a month, the full moon and then the night before the full moon and the night after the full moon. This has something to do with the book called The Darkhold and his father. Beyond that, I'm not really sure. I did read the first issue of Werewolf by Night because back in October of 2020, episode number 132. This was in season three of Just Another Fanboy. I did an episode called Firsts, Werewolf by Night. It was a, a Halloween-themed episode. So I did read the first issue of Werewolf by Night, but it's, it's been a couple of years, folks. I don't, I don't quite remember a lot about it. Anyway, the most important thing you need to know about Moon Knight and this story is that Moon Knight was originally created to be a villain. He was a a foe that Doug Minch and Don Perlin created to go up against Jack Russell, the werewolf by night in this story. And what's even more interesting is that, well, I mean, we're not really given a lot about who Moon Knight is. We're told that he is Mark Spector he's a mercenary. He's hired by this group of evildoers, like a a group of evil businessmen called the Committee. And at one point, they kind of rattle off all of his qualifications. He's a mercenary. He knows many different forms of martial arts. He was a Marine at one point. I think he got booted from the Marines for for doing something that he shouldn't have done like beating up his sergeant or uh, a captain or something like that. I don't I don't quite remember. He's a, a weapons expert and, and all this junk, but ultimately he's a guy that will do things for money and he's highly skilled and highly trained. And in fact, they provide him with the costume and the name Moon Knight. That's that's one of their conditions they basically say we're going to give you a crap ton of money we want you to go out and kidnap this guy named Jack Russell who is a werewolf and uh we have provided you with this costume this outfit which is uh made out of silver in essence and all this weaponry which is also made out of silver because as we know the werewolves or the werewolves uh biggest weakness is Silver, and they hand him the costume, and they tell him to uh, go by the name of the Moon Knight when they go and and get, or when he goes to get the werewolf. Now, working with Moon Knight in this issue is an old buddy who goes by the name of Frenchie. I don't know if we get his full name in, in this story or not. Uh, his last name, I believe, we it, it is Duchamp. He does show up in in later Moon Knight tales, so this is also uh, this would be the first appearance of Frenchie as well. So he he is basically he helps Mark and he flies the helicopter. At this point, the helicopter is not moon shaped as it will become later, but that's pretty much the crux of the tale not like werewolf tale, but story tale. Mark is hired to dress up as the Moon Knight and go and capture this werewolf for the committee. And he does just that. Most of the story is spent with Moon Knight and the werewolf fighting. Uh, Again, Moon Knight has a lot of these weapons. He's got a a steel gauntlet, uh, a spiked steel gauntlet, not steel, silver silver-tipped, spiked gauntlet that he punches the werewolf with many times. He's got silver-tipped boots that he kicks the werewolf with many times. He's got these crescent-shaped throwing knives, uh, which just, they look like little moons, little crescent moons that are also made of silver. He's basically a silver warrior. And uh, eventually he does overpower and subdue Jack Russell, and he and Frenchie take the werewolf back to where the, the committee is hanging out, which is like this warehouse district in this, what looks like a, a, dilapidated, a, a dilapidated warehouse, but is, is the secret headquarters of the committee. A bunch of corporate fat cats and lard butts. I think Moon Knight actually refers to them at one point as lard butts. Well, as he is battling the werewolf, Frenchie kidnaps Jack's sister and girlfriend. I, I I don't really quite know. I don't remember who these two girls are. Lisa and Topaz kidnaps them to, to use as leverage just in case. So when Moon Knight shows up at the committee's secret hideout with Jack, because at this point, by the time he he fully subdues him, he basically, they fight throughout the night and... The werewolf turns back into Jack. There's like this. He Moon Knight takes him out at one point. He knocks the werewolf unconscious, and that's how the first issue ends, kind of on this cliffhanger with Moon Knight on a, on a on a rope ladder hanging from the helicopter that Frenchie is flying, and he's holding on to the werewolf. There are cops below them that show up and start firing on them, and they they hit Moon Knight, so he's wounded. And that's how it ends. And then when the story kicks in in the second issue, issue 33, the werewolf wakes up and they fall from the ladder onto these uh, this wharf by the river and their fight renews. And the werewolf who broke his hand in a previous issue just goes fricking berserk and is is winning. He's about to overpower... His silver clad foe and win the day when dawn breaks and he changes back into Jack Russell. And that's when, of course, Moon Knight is able to capture him and he takes him back to the committee. Well, the committee locks Jack up in a cage and they're not ready. They're not quite ready to give Mark his money just yet because, as they kind of put it, That could be any guy. They need to verify that the dude that they have in their cage will turn into a werewolf. So they've basically got to stick around until the moon comes out that night. And as they're doing so, we find out that the the reason why they have had Mark imprison this, this werewolf for them, why they have taken Jack, and it's simply so they can have a pet werewolf that they can send off to kill their foes. Just a a living weapon. And of course, Jack's not that happy about it. Lisa and Topaz aren't happy about it. And Mark does not appear to be too happy about that. But the moon comes out. Jack turns into the werewolf. The committee are happy. They hand over a big stack of cash to Mark. And then Mark, with cash in hand, kicks one of the bars of the cage so ferociously that it bends just enough that the werewolf is able to finish the job and free himself. And then chaos erupts within this secret headquarters and both the werewolf and Moon Knight start attacking the committee. Now, the werewolf, of course, still considers Moon Knight uh, an enemy. So the werewolf is trying to go after both and Moon Knight at this point is just trying to get out of there alive. And he does and the werewolf escapes Moon Knight manages to free Lisa and Topaz and tells them to escape. And at one point, one of them is like, well, what about Jack? And, and Moon Knight's like, he's a fricking werewolf. I think he can take care of himself. And uh, then Moon Knight escapes and he's up on the roof of the warehouse as the cops show up and the werewolf escapes. And that's it for the story, basically. That is Moon Knight's first appearance in Marvel Comics, and he is very different than the Moon Knight I know. I was actually first introduced to Moon Knight with Volume Two, the six-issue series that came out in 1995, and it had a, a subtitle. It was Moon Knight: The Fist of Khonshu, and by that point, they had established the whole, um, well, Khonshu and uh, the uh, you know the 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 Egyptian theme. The the, the Moon Knight being a hero and, and not a villain. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really interested to see how we get from Moon Knight being this villain throwaway character to an Egyptian, you know, an, an avatar for an Egyptian god who is resurrected from the dead and how that all fits in. I, I, I will confess that I have read ahead a little bit when I was doing a bit of research on what was out there. And between this first appearance and the first volume of Moon Knight solo title in 1980, there are some other appearances. There is a, 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 Mar- some, a couple of Marvel spotlight issues in the 70s, uh, a couple of appearances in Spectacular Spider-Man in the 70s. Um, he joins the Defenders at one point in the 70s. All of this stuff is collected in this first uh, Moon Knight epic collection that I have. I bought digitally. And there were also a collection of backup stories in something called the the Rampaging Hulk magazine. And in the second or third backup story in this magazine that, that, that features Moon Knight, that's when Bill Senkevich came aboard. And uh, a lot of people... I don't want to say a lot of people, I think a lot of us, a lot of folks who kind of know Moon Knight or at least know Moon Knight from back in the day, maybe not people who were introduced to Moon Knight over the last 10 years, but anybody who has known about Moon Knight since the 80s kind of associate Bill Sienkiewicz with Moon Knight because he was the artist for uh, 30 of the 38 issues of his uh, original title. And Sienkiewicz also did covers, I think, for all 38 issues. And kind of uh, Bill Sienkiewicz, the way I understand it, again, having never read any of these issues, Bill Sienkiewicz kind of became Bill Sienkiewicz while doing Moon Knight. So I'm really looking forward to getting into all that. But I've got to get through, I got to read these these Marvel Spotlight issues, these Spectacular Spider-Man issues, these Defenders issues. These backup stories in these uh, Rampaging Hulk magazines, Uh, all of that is collected in this first epic collection that Marvel put out. And uh, so that's that's what I'm going to be jumping into next. But from what I understand, at, at one point, somewhere within all of that, before they get to the 1980 Moon Knight series, at some point they do retcon Moon Knight's first appearance to ultimately say that he wasn't a villain- that was hired as a mercenary. He was hired as a mercenary, but he was undercover. He was a hero who was investigating the committee. And uh I'm just I'm kind of looking forward to see how that all plays out. If it's if it's fully explained or if it's just like a throwaway comment or something. But the the way I understand it, I think Marv Wolfman may have been uh editor in chief or or high up the 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 latter at marvel at the time and um, he along with Doug Mensch and Don Perlin they actually ended up really quite enjoying the character of Moon Knight and wanted to do more with him and it's it's obvious just looking at the publishing history of Moon Knight that marvel were just in general were big believers in the character of Moon Knight because they just kept throwing titles at readers you know nine different Moon Knight titles and two other titles. I mean, I think, uh, I think that first Moon Knight volume of all the, the self-titled volumes, that one had the most issues with 38, but then in the 90s when Mark Spector, well, it started in 89, Mark Spector Moon Knight had like 60 issues, so that seemed to have done fairly well, but they kept bringing Moon Knight back. He was a member of the West Coast Avengers for a time. That was before John Byrne got on West Coast Avengers. Apparently, when John Byrne got on the title, he uh, took Moon Knight off the team, which seems like uh, kind of a shame. I would like to see. I would have really liked to see what John Byrne would have done with with Moon Knight. Um, but as I've been looking through all this stuff, and as I you know read these first this first appearance of Moon Knight, and I've been thinking back over my really very small history with Moon Knight. Uh, because again, I read that second volume. That was my introduction. I know that at some point in the 90s, and it must have been that Mark Spector Moon Knight comic, uh, that uh, Stephen Platt made a name for himself. I don't know if you recognize that name. He was an artist. He ended up going over to Image. I think he was the guy that was on The Prophet, the comic book that Rob Liefeld his studio did called Profit. I think that was Steven Platt. I'm not 100% sure, but I know that he came from Moon Knight. He made a name for himself on Moon Knight. And I I feel like I, I read Moon Knight back when Steven Platt was on it, because I know I was working in a comic book store at the time. And I'm also reading the current Moon Knight series on the Marvel app. But of course, all those books are always three months behind. They they wait three months after they hit the shelves before they put them on the, the Marvel app, which is much better than what DC does. They wait six months for some reason. I don't know why DC hasn't stepped up to that Marvel challenge and started putting their stuff up after three months instead of waiting six. But the one thing I have realized uh, as I've been going through all this is that I th- w- realizing that I didn't know as much about Moon Knight as I thought I did then there has to have been something behind my love for Moon Knight after all these years. And I realized it's because I think he looks really freaking cool. That's what it comes down to me for Moon Knight. It's the aesthetic. It's the way he looks. He looks flipping awesome. And throughout the years, many people have called Moon Knight the Batman of Marvel Comics. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'm ready to make that judgment call yet in in either direction. I don't know that I'm ready to make that debate, to have that debate with anybody because I'm not that far into the, the story that is Moon Knight. But I will say this. I think Moon Knight looks a heck of a lot cooler than Batman. And I will fight anybody who disagrees with me or or who wants to disagree with me, I think uh, of the two of them, if you're going to make the comparison that Moon Knight is the Batman of the Marvel Universe, well, then he's a a, a dang fine-looking Batman. He is a much cooler version of Batman as far as the look than Batman ever could be. Now, that's minus the frickin' moon-shaped helicopter. (laughs) That's pretty ridiculous. But uh, other than that, I think Moon Knight uh, has, a, has a really awesome look. The, the, he is supposed to be silver, but silver is to a certain extent, or at least he was silver in his first appearance. I don't know if eventually um, he is considered white. I mean, in the, in the show, it's, it, he's white. It's a white suit. Silver's not easy to pull off in comics, especially back then. Uh, uh, you know, when we look at the silver surfer, the only reason we know that technically he's, I mean, he is kind of colored silver nowadays, I guess, I guess he does look silver, but Moon Knight's always been white, just this stark white with these dark fricking blacks, just this, you know, the, the black and white and the, just the bold, it just this bold black and white comparison, just this, it's, it's just a really good look, I think. And, uh, I know you agree with me. Not all of you, but I know some of you agree with me. I know others uh, maybe have stopped listening and will never listen to me again because I dared to say that something was cooler than Batman. But you know what? That's my opinion. Everybody has them, and that's mine. So this is my first dive into what will be, again, a multi-part episode or multi-episode. Good Lord, I can't talk. A multi-part series as I... Dig into Moon Knight, and who knows how far I'll get. Who knows if if I will reach a point where you know I may say, you know what, I'm done. I don't. I'm not enjoying Moon Knight. Who knows? I don't. Let's find out together. But I'm at the point now in the episode where I'm trying to transition from the 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 main topic to to the end part of the episode where I run through all the ending stuff, and I'm I'm always really bad about that. So. I, in, instead of trying to come up with a, a clever way to transition into it that seems natural, I like to just point out how incredibly uncomfortable and jagged and um, terrible the transitions are. So here we are as I go into the ending bit. I wanna thank you all for spending this time with me today. I really, I say this every time, I wanna know what you thought. I really do. Please, please please, please, please send me an email, justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. Actually, there's a number of ways that you can interact with me and others in regard to this show. If you wanna just interact with me, send me an email, justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. You can pick up your phone, go to like a voice memo app, record your thoughts, email that to me. That's that's something you can do. That'll be fun. Either way, I'm gonna read it out or I will play your, your voice memo on a future episode, as long as it's clean and not full of hate. Another way you can interact with me, and if you want to interact with others as well, is to join us over on the message board. That's forum.justanotherfanboy.com. It is a message board. Yeah, those haven't been around for a while. I'm really trying to build a community over there, and I need y'all to come over there and help me do that. You don't even have to be a fan of the show, just come over there and talk about comics or movies or TV or books or music or whatever. There's if there's a if you're a nerd, if you're a geek, if you like role-playing games or video games, heck, if you like disc golf, there's a freaking thread for it. So come on over, join the forums and and just be a part of the community. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review if if for example, uh If you listen to this show through Apple Podcasts and you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Apple Podcasts also gives you the option of rating the show with a a, a star rating, one through five, five being the best. I would encourage you to leave a five-star rating, but you know what? I'm going to leave that up to you. However you feel, whatever you feel deep within your heart, just tap the stars. And beyond that, you know what? Tell all your friends about us. Spread the word, Thunderbird. And in fact, here's the thing. If you don't ever want to miss an episode, you should subscribe to my newsletter. That's over at justanotherfanboy.substack.com or list.justanotherfanboy.com. It's totally free, and you're going to get an email every time I release an episode. It's going to go right to your inbox, and you can pretty much play it from there. The theme song for this episode was written and performed by Derek Nybarger of Atomic Zombie Records. You can find more of his music at atomiczombierecords.bandcamp.com. And hey, I would encourage you to come over and throw throw a little support my way over at the Patreon. Um I'm no longer trying to entice people over to the Patreon by trying to uh you know, I'm going to give you some exclusive stuff because uh Frankly, the the one thing that I do over there, which is a uh, uh, has always been a a patron exclusive podcast called my other podcast. Starting next week, the for, for example, there's a there's an episode that's going to go up on Friday for my patrons. Next Friday, it's going to go out on its own feed and will be available to everybody. So really, if if you're looking for some kind of exclusivity. For coming over to the Patreon, you'll get those episodes a week before everybody else. Uh, but if you just feel like throwing a little support my way, helping me pay the bills as far as you know the 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 podcast server and and, and all that junk, and keeping my equipment upgraded, and just you know showing a little love by hey, uh, I think your your stuff is really great. Here's a dollar a month. You can do that over at the Patreon, and that's at Patreon.com/slash Stephen R. or There's also this little place called coffee.com. The link will be in the show notes. Heck, all the links for everything is going to be in the show notes. If you don't feel, if you want to throw a little support my way, but you don't like the idea of doing a monthly thing, you can go to coffee.com and buy me a coffee for like three bucks. Boom, done. And again, all of those links will be in the show notes. And that's really it, folks. That's all I got to say. Normally at this point, I would talk about what's coming up on the next episode, which would typically come out on a Thursday, but you've noticed that the episodes have been reversed this week. We did a JAAF Classic episode on Tuesday, and you're getting an all-new episode of just another fanboy here on Thursday. There's a story behind it, but I'm not really willing to go into it right now. It's just one of those things that us podcasters have to deal with. So join us back here next week when everything will, will, will be right back the way it's supposed to be. Until then, folks, my name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Bye bye, Daddy. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job. <laughs>